Thank you, Yoni. So today I'm actually in the Tower of David Museum in their brand new exhibit called The Mount, and I'm sitting with Dr. Shimon Lev, who is the curator of this new exhibit. Hi. Hi. So he, he started to give me a little bit of background, and I said, oh, we've got to start recording right away because there's so much great information about how he planned this exhibit and what the exhibit is. So I'll let him start. I'll just let you know that this is a, an exhibit of photography from 1836 to... 1839. 1839 until present day, and it's a photojournalistic um, exhibit showing the Temple Mount, um, but I'll let him talk first. So tell me a little bit about what this exhibit means to you and, and let the readers know why they should come and see it. Yeah, okay. So first, when I, when I suggested this uh, exhibition to the director of the museum, to Elat Lieber, you know, and then she approved it, I said, I didn't sleep for the whole night from excitement. I really, it was, I said, wow. Because this is like, I, I cannot think about more interesting topic, sensitive, holy, religious conflicts which you can have in Jerusalem or in the whole Middle East in a way which has also implications broadly like over all the world and also of course in a lot of question of identity in Israel so and and the idea was uh, to look about uh, this sensitive and holy place like the Temple Mount and we are dealing with the whole compound as full photography how it's developed from what we can say, Orientalist view during the mid-19th century, like the first photographer to photograph the Temple Mount, till what is today, let's say, the volcano of uh, Jerusalem, like which has two parallel uh, issues, like daily life on one hand, but on the other hand, kind of a uh, volcano. Yeah, we you deal with politics, you deal with religion, you deal with culture. So many different aspects of Jerusalem are involved in this exhibit. Um, what was, in your impression, the first photographer who took a picture of the Temple Mount, what was his impression of it, the place? Yeah, so the first, the first uh, part, and there were a lot of uh, photographers that time in the 19th century, that's what we used to call, or we are, we are using the term Orientalist photography, but it's not exactly like you could say that they were the first, the first photographer to document uh, the Mount. And this was very important because the Temple Mount was... You could not go in. It was forbidden to non-Muslim to go in. So it was kind of mysterious. And they were coming to see it as a, as a monument. As a not, they were not so much interested in the people. So it's kind of this mysterious monument with different reasons, like Christian motives, uh, research motives, things like that. Usually, in the beginning, they took photos only from outside, from the temp- from Mount of Olive. And then slowly, slowly, through the decline of the Ottoman Empire, they were able to go in and to start to document. So they were the first photographer to bring the world um, uh, the Temple Mount. To so give them access. To like give access, and it's like kind of, uh, you know, the, the, in the, it was very, like the first, first photograph of Jerusalem in 1839, it's actually two months after, what, after the patent of the daguerreotype was registered in Paris. It was a big wave. It's very important for, in general, for the development of photography in general all over the world. All over, every big museum has a collection of photographs from the Orient to that time because it was very much into going parallel to the history of photography, to the development of photography. So as you can hear, um, Dr. Shimon Lev has a, a strong background in photography. That's one of his passions. Would you say it's, it's your... Hobby or your work, both or mixes work. both? It's, uh, it's, the, it's the place where uh, I can combine two great aspects, the love of photography and academic research. 
And this is what I'm doing in this exhibition. And this exhibition really shows that. He was describing to me um, the difference between the pictures he chose to hang on the walls versus the pictures that show up on the different screens. You want to explain to the listeners? Yeah. Like, for, you know, as, as a curator, you have, first, it's a huge subject. So you have thousands of thousands of uh, photographs. So, of course, you have to do, to select and, to, and that it will fit your curatorship, curatorship uh, thesis. So this is uh, very important. But, for example, in the, there is a chapter dealing, uh, dealing with the, the mount as target a different kind of uh, attempt to blow up the, uh, the mosque or planning. So I make this distinction between the things happened and things that only were planned. Like most of the, all the Jewish, what we call the Jewish underground, were just planned. I mean, there was one American soldier, Jewish, Israeli American soldier, Alan Goodman, who went in and was firing uh, with a gun. But the biggest, uh, or the, the one of the main event was the burning of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in 69 by the Christian fundamentalist Michael Dennis Rohan. And this was, uh, and this was, uh, it was after the 67 war, like two years after that, and it was like suddenly people realized how sensitive the place is. And, and that then, picture is hanging on the wall hanging, yeah, at, and at the exhibit. So the, so the, the Jewish underground, because they, they were just planning and certain different sets, there were quite few. Uh, so this I used as a media like using it in the media, because if you want to go into it, I mean, it's not something that has to be on the wall. And some of these pictures look like they're just random pictures from local people, not necessarily journalists. Or have you mixed the two types of pictures? Uh, uh, this, this, this part, and it's a beautiful uh, part, which I collected photos from private albums. It's deal with the period between uh, 1967, like the six, six Days War, till what we call the euphoria time, when, you know, it has a lot of historical implication. Did Israel miss the historical opportunity to, to do another status quo in the Temple Mount? I mean, what's all this struggle that's going on today? You know, Moshe um, Dayan, before the, before the, when the war started, Israel didn't plan to, to conquer Jerusalem. It just happened, and he was sitting in the, he was sitting in the Mount of Skop, watching the whole city. He said, what a divine sight. But why you, what, what do we need all this Vatican? This is how we call it. So, but after the 67 war, it was this uh, euphoria. And this, it's the big issue of the relationship between the Western Wall and the Temple Mount. You can say that most of these Jews went to the Western Wall. They didn't go to the Temple Mount. And if they went to the Temple Mount, they were secular, and they went it as a tourist, as a tourist place, like visiting Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we've, you know, we were the victorious. So, it's very much connected to the, what we call the, the victorious area, and, or how I call the, the whole chapter, I call victory and reality. Because slowly, slowly, the reality, which you can symbolize it in the first intifada in 87, like it's this, suddenly people realize it's not that simple. Right, it's victory, but yet it became a very important political hotspot. Exactly, slowly, slowly, it's becoming more and more political involving from both sides, religion and nationalism. I see here on the wall you have a picture of the first couple to get married at the Kotel after 67. Do you know anything about their story? Yeah, it's well known. Unfortunately, they divorced. Oh, I was going to say, where do they live today? <laughs> but uh, it's a very well known and it really symbolized, the, it really symbolized the, the feeling that was there. But you know, in this chapter it's in, very interesting because all of us, we know the iconic photograph of David Rubinger you know, the free soldier watching the Western Wall. But I was able to discover the first 
a photographer who photographed really the first uh, soldier arriving into the West, uh, to the Temple Mount first and then to the Western Wall. It's an unknown story. And it's still very much what's, what's picture, what, which photos are be, um, becoming iconic photographs and which are not. And uh, this is very interesting. So I also feel like I'm doing some historical justice. <laughs> so everyone's familiar with that beautiful picture of the soldiers at looking up at the Kotel. And, and you have it here actually in, is in, that a in Time Victoria, magazine? Yeah, in one of the victory book, you know, after the 67 war, there were thousands of uh, what we call victory book were published, which no any other war. I've never well. heard of a victory book. I didn't know that. There are many. There were 60, 70 books. Wow. You can see them. We put, uh, you can see them in the vitrina. And they use, it was like, it was like, this was what I mean by the euphoria because it was like everybody was streaming to the Western Wall, you know, in the hours after the, 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 the battles ended in, the, in Jerusalem. Like, the, like the, the battle of the old city was very quick. I mean, uh, it was already the end. And everybody after that was streaming, especially also David Rubin-Gear and all the other photographers. But the first photographer, not from the, it's like, it's one hour, two hours before that. Wow, that's so interesting. And then also, one of my favorite parts of the exhibit is the virtual reality, where you allow people to actually see what it's like on the dome, at the Dome of the Rock and at on the, the mount, yeah. for some people who don't feel that it, they can't go up politically or religiously onto the mount themselves. So what is the video that you chose to show in the virtual reality? So, um, you know, uh, for me, because the, the, this, this exhibition is uh, very much connected also to history and political in the, in the way that it's trying to cover all the aspects that now we are dealing with the Temple Mount. As I said in the beginning, from monumental view or orientalist view till, till the view, till the, the volcano or the explosive power, which involve a lot of aspects. So I thought it's really we really need also kind of uh, uh, you know more uh, religious or, or tourist experience you know in this way. So you have a you have a one uh, virtual reality that you can watch the the sailing and the dome of the rock inside, which because of political reason now you cannot you can go never in. go in you cannot right. go in. And the second thing, as you said, a lot of people don't go, especially religious people. Orthodox people don't go because, you know, all this debate of the halakha, uh, if you can go there or cannot go there, so, so it gives the opportunity to see it. And also, the, let's say, the human dimension, you can join uh, the Ramadan prayer, like the Leilat al-Qadr, the last, one of the biggest events during the Ramadan, which thousands of people, you can join the prayer, or you can see, so it's really giving this, the human experience of the place, and not only the kind of historical, political, which you need some... Which uh, give, which deal a lot of uh, aspects that we have today. Like, as I said, you can go, you cannot go. The Jewish Temple Group. The, um, well, you have mo- pictures from the Temple yeah. Institute, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a. I think uh, you know the the main idea, and this I think, uh, if I can say it, it's the achievement of this uh, exhibition, is that it looks, it's reflecting, the comp. Uh, the complex or the Temple Mount issue, which is very complex, without any whitewashing. So, like taking a step back and look what's going on. This is I see my duty as a curator. Um, I'm not putting here my personal opinion, of course, which I, I'm not sure I know, <laughs> but uh, but it's a reflecting. But if any, without any whitewashing, we can say. 
Right. No, it's, yeah. So this is an, an exhibit that just opened this week, and it's going to be open until October. So if you're coming out to Israel for Pesach, make sure you stop by. They're going to have lots of children's activities going on at the Tower of David. We'll list them all on Fun in Jerusalem. Um, if you've got a specific question you want to ask the curator, Dr. Shimon, you can send him an email through Fun in Jerusalem. Just email tower at funinjerusalem.com. And thank you so much for sitting with us and giving us more insight. Yeah, and I would like to add, uh, first, it's a very, it's a big exhibition. It's, uh, there are hundreds of photos here. And we have also a very beautiful catalog, which you can also order from the Tower of David website. I, I first, love their catalogs, the first, yeah. Uh, I think it's the only book, as far as I know, which is dealing with this looking at it through the photography. So you've taken all, all of the photographs that are here in the exhibit are in the, the book, or most of them? Most. Most of them. You never put all. <laughs> you still need to give, give people a reason to come to the exhibit. But um, yes, they do have a website, and I'll link to that website, and you can buy the catalog and um, come over and see the exhibit from now until the end of October. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. And now back to you, Yoni.